Hello and welcome to Rollins Around Town. I'm Sam Stark. I serve as a Vice President of Communications and External Relations here at Rollins College. Rollins Around Town is a showcase of outstanding people who make dynamic and important contributions to the Rollins campus and throughout Central Florida. In either case, these are difference makers who help uplift the mission and brand of Rollins and who help make our region a special place to live, learn, and work. Today, I'm delighted to welcome Bailey Morissera. Bailey is the Assistant Director of Social Media here at Rollins. She started her work at Rollins in digital marketing over four years ago. I think four years ago, Sunday was the actual day. And the results are amazing. Uh, Bailey, thanks so much for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. So tell us your story briefly. You, where'd you grow up and, and where did you go to college? So I grew up in Jacksonville, Florida, so just a couple hours north of Orlando. Uh, grew up on a horse farm, actually. <laughs> really? Um, and, you know, obviously, you know, grew up there, went to high school. Shout out to Bartram Trail High School. <laughs> <laughs> um, and eventually, you know, graduated and started applying to colleges and came down to Orlando and went to UCF. Charge on. <laughs> Charge on. Uh, so proud graduate of UCF. Uh, of, I'm a graduate of their advertising and public relations program there. And then after graduating, I just hung around in Orlando and have just stayed there ever since working, working in the advertising and PR realm. Yeah, we'll get to that in one second. What was your, what was your college experience life like? Oh, it, was, it was awesome. Uh, you know, I, I, th I feel like it was so long ago at this point. I mean, I started college <laughs> in 2012, and that was already 10 years ago, which oh, yes. is insane. Um, You're almost ancient. Yeah, I mean, it certainly <laughs> feels that way. Um, but no, it was it was an incredible four years. You know, I really wanted that you know traditional college experience. You know, with a football team and all that kind of stuff. And you know, luckily while I was there, you know, we had Blake Bortles, and yeah. we went off to the Fiesta Bowl, and that's really kind of when UCF football was really kind of starting to hit an upswing. So yeah, that for was. Sure really memorable and then just my time in the advertising and PR program there was really valuable as well um, you know as president of the advertising club and got to do all sorts of behind the scenes tours of ad agencies in Orlando nice. even like Disney's yellow shoes which was super cool um, but, but yeah did, did you know going to college that's where you were going to be or did, did that somehow emerge you know a year or two into college in terms of be, you know advertising and so I initially, when I first started, I was a journalism major for all of six weeks. <laughs> um, and my mom, I think, actually kind of pushed me to checking out advertising and PR instead. And it was funny because I guess I always, you know, I, I've always been a very creative person, even going back into like elementary school. Um, like I remember I was cleaning out my room one weekend and I actually found a little brochure that I had to make for like a second grade school <laughs> assignment. Right. And it was around Halloween time. And I can't remember what exactly the assignment was, but my brochure, it was about renting a ghost to help you like clean your house or wash <laughs> your car or whatever. And like the whole thing was like illustrated. It was very like, you know, sales pitching nice. and marketing and right. all that kind of stuff. So I guess it's always kind of been in me from like a very young age. And then it wasn't until I went off to college and just kind of started exploring majors a bit more. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, that sounds like an interesting field and an area where I'd be able to flex my creative muscles a bit. Right. And speaking of how you got to, to do that, you've worked at a couple great agencies. I know Curly and Pin and Think Creative, just, just to name two. How were those experiences from a, mostly from a career development standpoint? 
They were both really valuable experiences. Uh, think creative, now think integrated. I know they had right, their merger right. yes. uh, within like the last few years or so. Yeah. Um, I had been interning for them. They were my last internship in college, uh, my fourth internship <laughs> throughout my college career. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end of the spring semester, you know, I was preparing to graduate, and Mark Fried, the president of the company, had said, you know, hey, we're looking to start a social media department in-house. Would you be interested in heading that up for us? And I'm like, sure, you know. I mean, I was freshly, (laughs) you know, about to graduate. And I'm like, I, you know, would love to be gainfully employed, you know, (laughs) upon graduating. So so that was a really great first stepping stone. Um, And then after that, I had gone over to Orlando Repertory Theater, and I was their marketing associate for about a year Um, And that was an incredible experience as well. And that was really my first taste of working and marketing uh, in-house, which is a very different experience than working for for an agency where, you know, with an agency, you touch on so many different brands and it's a lot more breadth than depth. And for me, you know, all of these experiences have been so valuable because it taught me that I really think I'm more of an in-house person. I've Mm. always been very detail oriented and I do very well with you know just kind of immersing myself in a brand and kind of being the brand like I love going to networking events and being like hi you know I work for Rollins College or you know I worked for Orlando Repertory Theater let me tell you all about us and how awesome we are you know love it right right that's perfect and then Rollins we got lucky enough to hire you what was you remember like when you saw the job description was it sort of automatic or um, kind of give us the quick story on how you got specifically here to Rollins. So I had left my job at Curly and Penn Public Relations, uh, you know, was trying to find that next in-house role because that's really where I wanted to be. Um, and the president of Curly and Penn actually had mentioned, you know, hey, you know, we know Laura Kern over at Rollins College. Um, you know, she's hiring for this position. Um, and I had actually seen the job previously posted on a couple of different, you know, PR organization websites here in town. And I had actually known Laura. We both served on the Florida Public Relations Association board together a few years prior. Um, so, you know, I ended up connecting with her directly. And, you know, the rest is kind of history from there. It kind of is. And here we are four years later. <laughs> That's right, which is which is hard to believe a little bit. Um, so, so tell us, you know, today... what. What do you do on a day-to-day basis, and you know what does your job entail for Rollins? Oh man, where to begin? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> well, I feel like everyone in our industry always says, you know, no two days are ever the same, right? It's always changing. Yeah. Um, you know, in a typical day, you know, it involves moni- obviously monitoring Rollins social media. We have a social listening inbox that pulls in every comment, direct message, uh, at mention that we get across all of the college's socials. So Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, TikTok, um, and it consolidates them all into one singular feed. Um, So that definitely makes it easy for monitoring purposes. Um, Beyond that, you know, content creation is a big part of the job as well. Um, Whether it's creating our own original like video content, like for TikTok or Instagram reels, um, or pushing out editorial content from our awesome editorial team in the marketing office. So, you know, those are your Rollins news stories and and things like that. Um, That's really kind of the 50,000 foot view, I would say. I know there's a lot more granular stuff than that. Yeah, we can talk a little bit. That's big picture. (laughs) Who do you consider, um, I guess, two things. What's your primary goal? You know, and then secondly, who's your target audience? So 
I feel like I can answer both of those questions with the same answer. Okay, good. <laughs> so the marketing office, you know, we're housed within the enrollment division. So we are always keeping our prospective student audience in mind and at the forefront of everything that we do. Um, so, you know, they're the ones that we're always thinking of when we're crafting content. You know, if someone in high school who's considering colleges, if they go and you know, take a peek at our Instagram, you know, if will the content that they see convince them to come to Rollins? Will it make sense to them, even if they're not a current student here yet? So we try to frame everything through that lens, um, you know, just to, you know, try to convince them to come to Rollins and to yeah. apply. And if we offer them, you know, an, accept, an acceptance letter that they accept it and that they come here. How do you balance, we were sort of talking about it indirectly on, on our walk over here, how do you balance helping the college, you know, from a quote community relations standpoint, right? We were talking about athletics. Uh, we were talking before the show about our theater. How does social media and the work that you and your team do play, you know, in, in that area? You know what I mean? Like helping to support the women's softball team or the uh, Bach choir or other things that are kind of not directly um, admissions and recruitment related. For sure, for sure. And I guess a clarifying thing as well is when I say, you know, keeping our prospective student in mind, it's not like we're going and posting like, apply to Rollins and just <laughs> outwardly making that right. uh, announcement. I mean, we will post, you know, like the admission deadline is approaching or here's how to file your FAFSA. But, you know, we're always telling the stories of students on campus. Yeah. Um, so if that's not through like our editorial teams, more in-depth articles uh, on the social team, we're reaching out to students who might be involved with the theater or the an athletics team. Um, and then we'll ask them to do like a day in the lifestyle feature or, you know, talking about a very specific facet of their Rollins life. So really kind of letting the student be the storyteller. Um, which has really been our strategy for at least like the last five or six years now. Um, yeah. We've leaned very heavily on user-generated content um, because at the end of the day, you know, my boss and I, Laura, have always said, you know, neither of us went to Rollins. You know, we're right. older. We are not college students. And, you know, who in high school wants to hear the two ladies in the marketing office saying how great <laughs> Rollins is? You know, they want to hear it from their peers. Um, so that's really kind of been our bread and butter for the last five to six years now. Um, and it's all kind of been surrounded by our branded hashtag, hashtag Rollins Life. Follow nice. us on Instagram. Right. <laughs> Add it that. to your post. Um, but, but yeah, that's, that's kind yep. of all that in a nutshell. There's no doubt in my mind, and I did go to Rollins and I've been associated with Rollins for an awfully long time, um, that your work and Laura's work and the work in the marketing department as a whole has a direct impact and influence on our admissions and recruitment numbers, right? Like over the last two years, our applications numbers <clears throat> are off the charts and almost doubled from two years ago and, and continue to increase now on a, on a year to year basis. I attribute that um, to two things. I mean, number one, inherently Rollins is just a better place and keeps getting better in every form, but it takes people like you to help strategize uh, how to share that story. And so I would give almost all the credit to, to you all in terms of telling that story uh, because social media is such a driver. We can talk about a couple of specific platforms and I'll, and I'll ask you about that in a minute. But your work is so tangible and, um, and makes the difference to get Rollins to have those numbers increase now over at least a three-year trend, but the last two have been truly off the charts. 
Well, thank you for the kudos. And I believe a few of my marketing colleagues are also listening in. So <laughs> shout out to everyone Indeed. over in the marketing office. Um, you know, it definitely takes a village for sure. Uh, you know, we have a very talented team across many different areas in our office. And, you know, we've often said that, you know, Rollins value proposition, like it is so tailored to a Gen Z audience. Yeah. You know, we offer that small, you know, the small class sizes and, you know, you're not just a number and the individualized attention and, you know, Gen Z craves authenticity. Yeah. And so, I mean, Rollins just plays so perfectly into that as well. So we've really tried to capitalize on that um, as well as obviously highlighting the other aspects of a Rollins education and what makes it so special. So t- talk about some of the platforms, you know, that, that the college is on and, um, what, what's your tactics? What are the, what are some of the strategies? I mean, again, I, I w- there's probably no, there's not too many to to, to discuss, <laughs> but Facebook versus Instagram versus TikTok. Um, what do, what are we doing? Sure. Um, so you know we are on. Well, I know I laundry listed them earlier, but uh, <laughs> you know Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram. Right. And on each of those platforms, you know you're talking to very different audiences. Um, so like Facebook and LinkedIn, uh, you know, we consider a lot of our alumni to be on both of those platforms, especially LinkedIn. We see a lot of engagement from alumni on LinkedIn. Um, on Facebook, we're also talking to parents, uh, of both current and prospective students. Uh, Twitter is a little bit more academic focused. Um, a lot of faculty, uh, really love Twitter. So we see a lot of activity from them on Twitter. Um, Instagram, we consider that to be kind of our main channel for communicating with current students. Um, we know prospective students are also checking there. Um, but in terms of numbers, we know that primarily we're talking more so to current students. Um, and then TikTok, we just launched our page, oh gosh, about a year and a half ago now. Yep. Um, and there we are definitely keeping our perspective Gen Z high schooler who's thinking about college. Uh, we're keeping them in mind at the forefront of everything. Um, and I could talk about TikTok all day, but, <laughs> but the main difference with TikTok with any other social media is that the algorithm is just so highly tailored to the user. I mean, if you go on Instagram and if you start following all of your friends and you're going to see content from your friends in your feed, Whereas on TikTok, you could be following someone and you may not even see their content in your For You page. Like you might see it here and there, but it's going to be mixed in with content that the platform thinks that you'll like. So for instance, I have an adorable miniature schnauzer dog (laughs) at home. His name is Thunder. And so one day I fell down a rabbit hole just like looking at like cute, you know, videos of miniature schnauzers all on my TikTok. <laughs> and now every time I go on there, I feel like that's almost all I see. It's like either little miniature schnauzer videos or just right. cute little animals in general. <laughs> but like my For You page would be very different from, you know, your For You page. It's like everything is so uniquely tailored to the user. Right. Um, so on our side of the house, you know, with trying to create content for Rollins TikTok, uh, we launched our TikTok influencer program about a year and a half ago as well. Uh, and then this is a team of students that we work with to create content for our TikTok. Uh, we do meet with them on a monthly basis and we kind of strategize, you know, what are some things that we know people in high school who are thinking about college want to know about. So, It's like everything from, you know, what do the dorms look like? What does the campus look like? What does dining look like, you know? And even like the surrounding area, you know, what can I do outside of class? Is there anything to do? Um, 
So these are all things that we try to highlight in our content in a very unique and engaging and fun way because that's what TikTok is for. So. Yeah. How about parents? I mean, it's such a parallel experience uh, today with students and their parents looking at colleges. Um, how do you communicate most effectively with them and how different is the content you know, for the parents versus the students or prospective students? That's a great question. Um, so as I mentioned, uh, Facebook is normally where we kind of turn to whenever we're trying to speak to that parent audience. Um, and a lot of the content that we push out on Facebook, it tends to mostly be our editorial content. So it's yeah. longer form uh, written pieces uh, that we you know, push traffic to. Um, we do also run uh, paid Facebook ad campaigns that are targeted to prospective parents as well. Um, so basically taking that same organic content that I'm already posting on our Facebook page and then turning them into Facebook ads as well to just further the reach and to make it a little more targeted. Right. Is Snapchat still a thing for Rollins? <laughs> it is not. No, no. So when I started here about four years ago, uh, we were still doing some like day in the life, like Snapchat story takeovers. Um, but over time, you know, students just kind of stopped engaging with Snapchat stories, and they mostly just use the app to direct message each other as if, you know, right. you're texting each other. But, you know, I, I've never understood that. I think it's a pain to have to open up a whole separate app just to talk to people. But I'm not that demographic. No. And, you know, that's that's just what they prefer to do. So we uh, killed the Rollins Snapchat probably about three and a half years ago at this point. Um, and at that point in time, you know, we were doing a lot of, as I mentioned, like day in the life kind of story style takeovers. Um, and we eventually moved those over to our Instagram story. Right. Um, and then eventually we ended up phasing that out because after analyzing our metrics year over year, um, all of our story reach started going down um, because mm. algorithms change right. and such is the world of social media. Nothing stays the same for long. And as TikTok started becoming more and more of a thing, Instagram is like, hey, uh, we can do short form snappy video content, you know, forget about stories. We want people to start using Instagram reels. Right. Um, so we kind of abandoned our Instagram story takeover strategy and have since shifted a lot of our time and effort into creating Instagram reels, which are similar, but still slightly different than the videos that we create for TikTok. Talk a little bit about the algorithm changes, right? Like each platform is different. Um, is there a press release that goes out uh, that says, hey, today the algorithm's changing? I mean, I, and I know it's not, but like, how do you stay so attuned to what's happening in that space on multiple platforms with multiple di you know, different algorithms, different strategies, the whole thing? That's, that, that's not easy. For sure, for sure. <laughs> well, so if there is a press release sent out, I would like to know about it because, <laughs> <laughs> because I, am not, so I am not privy to the uh, social media giants uh, pushing that out. Uh, typically, you know, it's just a lot of reading like industry articles, uh, you know, a lot of like the larger kind of social media management companies like Sprout Social, for instance, they provide like our social listening tool, but, you know, they have like their own blog and they share like industry insights. Uh, Later.com is another one that's a scheduler that we use for Instagram, but they have an awesome, very informative blog as well. Um, so, you know, it's just a lot of, frankly, you know, I get most of my news from subscribing to, you know, industry newsletters. Right. Um, and then, of course, from analyzing our own metrics report um, that, you know, we pull and we keep on top of uh, pretty regularly. So and that's how we were able to make the informed decision about our Instagram stories was going right. back and analyzing like the last four years of data, basically 
and looking year over year at our reach continuing to go down, even though the frequency of content that we were sharing was the same and the type of content was the same. So, you know, the only realistic and viable answer was, well, the algorithm changed. Right, right. <laughs> I, I mean, I, d- with, with your crystal ball, where do, what's next in social media? Like, do you think we'll be talking about a new platform in, t- in a year, in two years? Or do you think at least we're pretty stable where we're at? So the new kid on the block right now that seems to be gaining a bit more traction is uh, Be Real, uh, which is trying to go after like the perfection that you know social media you know has kind of cultivated over the years. So the whole concept of Be Real is the app sends you a notification at a random point throughout the day, and you're supposed to stop whatever you're doing right. and take a photo. <laughs> and it has a selfie camera, and it takes a photo of you, and then it does your front-facing camera so it can capture what's in front of you. And then it overlays both of the images. So it's basically, you know, it's to give a more authentic, you know, look into someone's life than that very curated picture perfect uh, kind of feed that someone might have on their Instagram. Um, So I'll be interested to see if that sticks around. Um, I know a lot of uh, Gen Zers have adopted it uh, a lot more very frequently. Um, I do think it's funny, though, actually, one of the students I work with regularly in one of our influencer programs, uh, he actually stages his B-reels, which I think is hilarious. I'm like, right. that is not, not the, the point, point of the app. Like, you're missing the point. <laughs> Fantastic. One of the things that your office does, I, I would argue, just maybe I don't know enough, but better than any other department on campus is engage students. Um, you have student interns who get experience, um, get um get paid a little bit and then you also have an incredible sort of army of uh, of other students to help you with takeovers and and other projects how do you do it how effective is it for you know for for you and laura but also sort of the end result for the college that's a good question well how effective is it i mean i would say it's very effective (laughs) uh because it has you know as i said it's been our content strategy for like the last five or six years now and it's been really interesting looking at our competitor schools Mm. because more and more of them now seem to be moving away from that picture perfect curated feed and that they're sharing more of their student stories and having their students serve as the storytellers so you know we kind of felt like pioneers in that way because we've been doing this for a while now Uh, So it's interesting to see other people finally kind of catching on to that after so many years. Um, But yeah, I mean, as for our army of student content (laughs) creators, uh, you know, as I mentioned, we have our TikTok influencer program, which is a group of about eight students right now um, who, as I mentioned, you know, we meet with them monthly and we kind of strategize on what type of content they could create. And, you know, they come to us with ideas on things that they want to create. And then we kind of try to put a spin on it. Like, okay, how can we, you know, make this appeal to that prospective student audience? You know, can you go shoot this out on Mills Lawn to just be on campus and just show the background of campus as you do this dance trend or whatever? Right. Um, and then beyond that group, we also have our Instagram influencer group. And they're the ones that we turn to to help curate content for our hashtag Rollins Life feed. Um, which we then in turn go and use a lot of that content and other marketing materials. So like RollinsLife.com is like our own curated feed of students' posts that have used the hashtag. Um, And then also even in like our admission magazine that goes to any type of general lead, you know, who's interested in coming to Rollins or who has checked the box saying, I'm interested, send me information. (laughs) Right. And then, as you mentioned, we do have, or I have a couple of interns uh, in the marketing office as well. Um, So we have a TikTok intern who helps uh, 
who helps us shoot and edit content internally. Um, and then she also manages our group of influencers as well. Um, and then same thing with our Instagram influencer program. We have an intern who also manages that group of students. So I definitely could not do it all on my own. <laughs> no. It is a <laughs> massive amount of work. Yes. So, And for the students, it really is a great professional development and learning experience. And yes. it's been really cool to watch, you know, my student interns grow over their year with us uh, because our internships do last a full academic year. Right. Because um, it's it's a big job, yeah. you know, and it takes a bit to onboard them and kind of get them up to speed with everything. So it takes at least a few months for them to really kind of settle in and get into like the swing of things. Yeah. So And they're getting jobs later. If I'm, you know, I can think of one or two at least who I know who've been through, you know, the experience with your shop and um, after they graduate, yeah. they get jobs. Yeah, yeah. And I know one of our former interns, uh, she's now actually working over at Facebook. Um, and another one just got hired with the Lakeland Magic, the yes. Orlando Magic yeah. affiliate. Yep. So that's that's really cool just to see, you know, how they're all flourishing in their post-Rollins life. <laughs> so, you know, what you, you mentioned earlier that you, you keep track of all of the social uh, mentions of Rollins. What do you do? And do we have any real negativity? I mean, is there, are there rogue groups? Is there a rogue person? Uh, not to call them out if there are, <laughs> um, but how do you deal with that? So, right, somebody posts something terrible, awful, Rollins is this, Rollins isn't that. What, what happens? Another great question. <laughs> well, inevitably, there are always going to be trolls <laughs> on social media that's you know, just kind of the nature of the beast. People, you know, are not always nice and feel like they can be nasty behind their keyboard and say things that they would never say to you in person. Right. Um, so as a social media manager, you know, you always just have to kind of remind yourself not to take it personally because obviously I myself am not Rollins College, but I'm the one who's reading these things. So after a while, if you know, if you're reading a handful of negative things, you know, you're like, oh, my God, they're like attacking me. But it's like they're not attacking me, Bailey Morris. You know, right. they're, you know, upset with the college. But I mean, thankfully, we don't really get a lot of negativity or backlash on things. And when we do, it's been few and far between. Yeah. Um, typically, my um, my standard operating procedure is if someone is upset about something and if they're asking a legitimate question that we need to address, then yes, of course, we will respond to it. But if it's just somebody outright complaining about something, there's no sense in yeah. issuing them a reply. In engaging. Yeah. Because all that they're going, like, you know, don't feed the trolls. Like, <laughs> right. that, like that has literally been a thing since the troll, <laughs> you know, was conceived on the internet. You know, it's just, it's a futile effort to try to engage with them. So it's just being able to, you know, assess the, in the intent of their message and, you know, if it really does warrant a response from us or if they're just trying to be difficult yep. and stir the pot. Fair enough. What, what, what's, um, and I guess it's different. I'm not sure that you'll be able to answer this. What's your favorite platform for the college? I mean, I know because the audiences are so different that, um, but, but do you have one that you just find kind of most enjoyable to watch and to track and to follow? And then, then I, would, I, would, I would ask the same question for you personally. Do you, what's, what's, what's Bailey Morris, Sarah's favorite <laughs> personal social media platform? Uh, well, for the college, I would definitely say TikTok, um, just since it is, you know, a newer platform for us. And we've only been on it for a year and a half. And as mentioned, you know, it's a very different platform than everything else that we're on. So it's really forced us to be creative and to think outside the box of the type of content that we're producing. Um, and frankly, I mean, like, we just get to have fun with it, you know, because <laughs> right. I mean, that's what the platform 
is made for. Um, it was it was funny. Just last night, we actually had dinner over at Barker House with President Cornwell and Peg with our TikTok influencer group. Nice. And uh, our TikTok intern, Prisla, put together an amazing presentation on all the work that our TikTok influencer students have done. Uh, and she included some of the ones that we've made in-house as well that she or myself have shot. And personally, one of my favorites, and it, it, I think it's the weirdest thing that we've posted on our TikTok, is I remember I was working remotely at home one day, and there was a Lana Del Rey song that was trending on TikTok. And um, the line in it was, Hot Summer Nights, Mid-July, and it was trending, um, or Hot Summer Nights, Late July, whatever, sometime in July. But, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but um, so the song was trending in late July on TikTok, so I'm like, I really want to jump on this, because, you know, during the summer, it's quieter for us on social, because we don't have classes going on at that point. Right. Um, so I kind of conceived this idea from my home office like hey what if we jumped on it and made it like a love letter from you know the campus to the students like you know i can't wait to welcome you back and you know if you haven't been on tiktok before they have all like these really weird filters like you can put like your face on things like just your face like just your eyes and your mouth and you can like superimpose it on something so uh, i found an incredible drone shot that our staff photographer scott cook took of the campus um, and before I knew it, I was lip syncing to this Lana Del Rey song and superimposing my face on Bush Lawn, <laughs> singing Fantastic. Hot Summer Nights, Mid July, you know, right. and being all saucy about it and stuff. It, it actually performed really well. I and I was really hesitant to do it at first. And I was texting my intern, and I'm like, should we do this? Is this too weird? And she's like, let's be weird. And I'm like, okay. Oh, so. let's go. <laughs> That's fantastic. So, and then to answer the second part of your question, so my favorite social media platform personally, um, I don't know, that's a tough one because honestly, I really don't spend a whole lot of time on social in my personal time just because it's my nine to five job and I'm on it all the time (laughs) for Rollins. So in the moments where I am able to kind of unplug and disconnect, I try to, um, but, you know, if I had to pick one, I mean, TikTok is certainly entertaining, though admittedly, I don't go on it too, too often. And then even same thing with, like, Instagram reels. Um, I'll fall down a rabbit hole on there. Right. Um, and then Facebook, you know, Facebook I do still go on every day. Like, I am compulsive about, like, checking my notifications and all that. And, yeah. you know, for me, that was the big thing when I was in college. So I feel like it's just kind of, like, ingrained in me. And nice. I might not. I may not do as much scrolling on Facebook as I used to, but I will still go on and just you know take a peek at my notifications and right. see what's going on. See whose birthday it is. Yeah, Nothing exactly. <laughs> so, what advice would you give Rollins students who want to start a career, you know, in digital marketing? Come intern for our office. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, no, I mean, I guess my biggest piece of advice is. I don't know. I feel like I have so many pieces of advice. I'm just trying to pick one. Um, you can share more than one. I can share more than one. <laughs> yes. Well, I would definitely say try to prioritize, you know, your mental health. I mean, like I said, personally, I don't spend a lot of time scrolling on my own personal mm, social media. And I mean, some people love being in it all the time, but I'm like, I'm already in it, you know, basically around the clock, kind of on call for my job. Right. So, you know, I have notifications on my phone. So each time someone comments or mentions us in something, you know, I get like a little ping on my phone. So, yeah. You know, so I just don't really spend my free time, you know, scrolling too, too much. Um, So that's my big piece of advice. That and, you know, if you can find an employer who really um, respects paid time off and giving you that opportunity to unplug, um, 
because you know it's it's important. I mean, we are communicators, so I mean, we are kind of in in, in an on call job just by the nature of what we do. Right. Um, but mental health is so important for everyone, and everybody should have the ability to unplug and disconnect. And I'm thankful that you know I'm in an environment that allows me to do that. Um, and that I have a team that I can rely on, like when I am out of the office or, you know, off the grid or whatever it may be, <laughs> right. uh, I know someone else will have eyes on it and really kind of giving me time to rest up and recharge and, and all that. Love it. Um, another piece of advice would just be to stay highly organized. Um, I feel like you cannot succeed in this field, especially if you are kind of a one person team and wow. you're managing it all on your own. Like you have to keep all of your ducks in a row and stay highly organized in order to get anything done. Love that. Good advice in general. Um, So two questions I always ask sort of Rollins guests. Uh, Do you have a favorite spot on campus that you like to go and get away? You talked about mental health and well-being when you're kind of stressed to the limit during the day on campus. Where do you go? Well, for me, so our office actually isn't located on campus. We're across the street from campus. Uh, So for me, Park Ave is just a short (laughs) five-minute walk away. Uh, So if the weather is nice and it's not a muggy 85 degrees and humid, um, (laughs) I might go, you know, take a walk down Park Ave. Or there's also a great little spot um, with some picnic tables actually near the uh, Truist Garage. So I might, you know, take my lunch up there and eat up there on the second story. It's actually very serene and very nice. Um, But when I'm actually on campus, I love, you know, the chapel and the Rose Garden and that whole area uh, yep. my husband and i we actually got married at rollins in may of 2021 right uh, so the chapel is definitely a very special place to me love it and if you were president of rollins for a day what would that day look like that day sam <laughs> would yes. look like fox day there we go <laughs> <laughs> Had a feeling I would get that from you. I like that. That's a no-brainer. <laughs> I like it. It is a common answer from uh, from our Rollins colleagues, which I love. Uh, anything else you want to share that didn't ask, or anything else? Um, I feel like we covered all the bases here. So I mean, good. do your listeners really want to hear me talk for, <laughs> they for more do. than thirty minutes? <laughs> they do. They should um, follow Rollins on all the social media platforms that Bailey mentioned, and um, follow Bailey on LinkedIn, if nothing (laughs) else. (laughs) Uh, I can't thank you enough, Bailey, for joining us and uh, sharing what you do and just continued success to you and the team. Um, It is an amazing team. I've I've been in the marketing space for a lot of years and I've been involved with some agencies and top to bottom, I would put the Rollins marketing team up against anybody anywhere in uh, in in the region, in the state, frankly, in the higher ed industry so thanks to you all for continuing to do what you do for rollins well thank you so much and thank you for having me today on your show loved it appreciate the opportunity loved it next week we will have mike miller on our show mike is the vice president of external affairs at space florida uh thanks to layla our awesome rollins student who's our marketing coordinator and board operator to keep updated on all of our shows and guests, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Rollins Around Town and subscribe to our podcast, Rollins Around Town, on Apple, Google, and Spotify. So with that, I thank Bailey and wish you all a great day.